friends, you are now listening to What Your Mama Never Told You, a podcast that helps you navigate the woes of figuring it out. I'm your host, C, and let's get into it. Hey friends, and welcome to the very first episode of What Your Mama Never Told You. Today, y'all, we have a very special guest. I mean, we had to come correct on the very first episode. Today we have Taylor Elliott. What's up, Tay? Hey, everybody. Tay is the creator of She's Dope, a movement on Instagram highlighting her journey as a black dope seminarian i mean amazing period period (laughs) and she is also the egrips director at elevation church tay how you feeling today you know i'm feeling good thanks for having me yes thank you for joining us so today on our very first segment it is called i ain't never now this is just a segment for some of our listeners to get to know the guests a little bit better so i'm just gonna ask you a few questions i'm ready i'm ready all right first question name two things that you never ever thought you would be able to accomplish in the year of our lord 2020 okay so i definitely have to start with the first one let's okay. talk about this pandemic oh I ain't never, ever, ever, ever ever thought I was going to be able to get through a pandemic, (laughs) not being able to get to the nail salon, not being able to get my natural hair done. I was just about to say the hair. Never, ever, ever. (laughs) Secondly. Yes. I ain't never, never thought that I would be able to balance working full time and being a full time seminary student at the same time. It's a lot of responsibility, honestly. Listen, but God was faithful. Listen, during a panoramic. (laughs) During a whole panoramic. (laughs) Yes, yes. You made it. I did. Uh, Okay, next question. Name two artists that you never, ever, ever thought you would like and tell us why. All right, so... um, I usually listen to neo soul or R and B. Yes, um, but I don't know what happened in 2020. Going into 2021, I kind of got on the trap vibe. Listen, um, so I ain't never, ever, 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 ever thought I would listen to one Big Lotto, <laughs> Queen of the South. Ooh. Period. Okay. Um, but the song's just catchy. I mean, it's a bop. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. Um, it's definitely not a church song, but hey, it's uh, trap. I mean. <laughs> um, secondly, probably back to the street, sweetie. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I secretly bang sweetie. I mean, secretly, not secretly, but I be in my car. Listen, just... back to the streets. That's the type of song you roll your windows down. And you got, well, this summer we're going to roll our windows okay. down. And we're going to get a little fresh air. Up. And yeah, so those are my never, ever, ever. <laughs> but I am also the type of person, I will bang some like old stuff. So I'm still listening to tap in. I feel it. Like tap, just... tap, tap in. Hey. <laughs> so that still bangs to me, honestly. I mean, I listen to a lot of her other stuff and I, I love Best Friend. Like I'm like, oh. My best friend. Okay. Um, all right. Last one. What are two things that you could never, ever, ever go without? Okay, number one. I could never, ever, ever, ever go without my bonnet. It is a must. 
Gotta have it every night before I go to bed. For those of you who don't know what a bonnet is, that's how black girls protect their hair. Listen, if you're not black, I know some people just wear them. But, um, <laughs> that's yeah. That's survive. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's crucial. And so... <laughs> and keep your edges. Yes. That's number one. <laughs> number two, um, low-key, I might get shamed for this. I don't think I could ever live without ginger ale. Every black person loves ginger ale. Did you say ginger? Period. Ginger ale. So what is it? Is it ginger ale or is it ginger ale? Listen, uh, I'm pretty sure it's ginger ale, but I'm pretty sure every black person says ginger ale. Ginger ale? Yes. The real question is, is it sweeps or Canada Dry? Period. Ooh. So... I know you're from up north too. Yes. Um, in New Jersey, I feel like it you, was a Canada Dry. Period. If we're not talking Canada, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Drake, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> not for real. Where you at? Uh, nah, for real. Canada Dry. I mean, I grew up mm-hmm. stomach ache, tooth hurt, right? Arm falling off. Go get you some ginger ale. Yo, ginger <laughs> ale. It cures it all. At least that's what we're taught. Listen, you got a toothache, drink ginger ale. (laughs) Look, you fell off the roof, go just drink some ginger ale. Period. But let me tell you, there's not a lot of ginger in ginger ale. There's more carbonation. Right. There's like 5 million grams of sugar. I mean, but like 2% of ginger. Yeah. And I'm out here like... Okay, my, my grandma told me to get some ginger ale, so let me go on and drink this. Listen, lay down. Listen. That's the two things. It works. Drink you some ginger ale and go and lay down. It works. It works. Even it works. if it's, you know, your foot. Grandma, my foot hurt. Go and lay down. Yeah. <laughs> drink you some ginger you i feel like this is a very common experience Mm -hmm. where our you know our parents may have been having conversation with other adults other family members that were adults and if you came into the room Mm -hmm. as a a young child what did they say to you this is grown folks business this is grown folk business go ahead go back to the room lay down go go grab that ginger ale go lay down (laughs) (laughs) this is grown folk business so this next segment is called grown folk business okay this is where we're just going to get to the meat and potatoes and today we're going to be talking about identity let's get into it listen i definitely have been wanting to talk to you about this um, because I know personally, like I've seen you be so committed about working on your own identity Mm -hmm. and also inspiring others to figure out their own identity, not only in Christ, but just to stand firm in their own truth, honestly. Right. So what led you to wanting to take on this great task? Listen, so it happened about circa 2015 Ooh. when I graduated. Um, shout out to all my Penn Staters. <laughs> but um, I think when you go to college, um, you think your identity is in your job. And so I didn't really have a job graduating college. And so I was pretty lost. So that was the That's moment right. for me where I really didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so I started to like seek God more and like realize I really didn't know who Taylor was. 
Mm-hmm. I was who I thought people thought I should be, yeah. um, who a mom and dad said I should act like or be, um, but I didn't know who God had called me to be. And so that's when I started really seeking God about who he was so that I could know who I am mm-hmm. in him. And that's so it. that's how my whole identity journey um, has started. And it's still a work in progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm still trying to figure it out. I feel like um, even just being a little bit deeper, another step forward into adulting, like you're consistently unveiling another layer of mm-hmm. identity and figuring out who you are and with more responsibility and more um, expectations right. and life coming at you. It's just like you find out a little bit more about yourself and I'm starting to realize that I'm like, I thought I had this, but I actually don't. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's definitely an ongoing challenge. Now tell us about growing up. How was that for you? I know a lot of people collectively, we all, as just young kids, we follow in our parents' footsteps mm-hmm. and they tell us, okay, this is right, this is wrong, this is how you should think. How did you break outside of that mold of um, just going by what your parents thought yeah. and making your own decisions and figuring out your identity for yourself and not what your parents have told you. Listen, that was really huge for me. Um, you would think once you graduate uh, college that you know who you are and Listen. you're able to make your own decisions because you've been in college for about four years. You and thought. if you're me, you're, you're a five-year uh, senior. So you would think you know, but for me, I realized uh-huh. like I didn't really know how to make decisions on my own because I always wanted to just honor my parents and it's cool to honor your parents but you also have to be able to know who you are and stand in your own decisions um and so I struggled with that a lot because I was always like a I guess you could say a people pleaser so I wanted to always make sure that I was pleasing and honoring my parents almost to a like a fault it was to a fault and so I think for me that's when I started realizing like yo I gotta figure this thing out because I really don't know who I am and so that about Two, three years ago, yeah, I really started like tapping in, as Sweetie you would say, tap, on, tap, tap, tap in um, mm-hmm. to who God was calling me to be. And that's when I started making decisions on my own and just being confident in what God is telling me. Because you can't walk this with your parents. They introduce us to God, Listen. but you got to walk on your own. And so I feel like that that was like a moment for me. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, I too... Um, I'm really realizing that I have a lot of people pleasing tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, my therapist, shout out to all the therapists. Shout out, out to therapy, period. Listen, because <laughs> the amount of trash and the amount of just trials and tribulations that I dump on this woman. <laughs> right, right. I feel it. <laughs> um, but I, I'm really starting to realize that I have a lot of people pleasing tendencies and that, I mean, that's, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not healthy and really being able to stand in my own truth, being able to stand authentically being myself, you know, you have to realize those things about yourself right. and you have to just move forward and like, okay, I can't, I have to break the cycle. Yeah. So how did you know that identity is something that you wanted to dedicate your work to? I think it started, all my stories start back in college. Um, Listen. I just feel like college just played a huge role because I was such a trying to be in with the crowd type of person. Yeah, Um, it's easy. I knew I wasn't the only one feeling this way. And so it started, like I said, in college. And then when I was going to move to Charlotte, Mm -hmm. I was like, I am going to take, I'm going to be intentional about finding out who I am. Yeah. And because I've experienced that truth, I just have a passion inside me to like let other young adults know like, 
you could still be know about the culture, but you don't have to be in it. Yeah. Um, and just learning who they are. And so, yeah, that's where that's my sweet spot. That's sweet where spot. I live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what does it look like to be your most authentic self? Honestly, I think Taylor now is my authentic, most authentic self. Just honestly mm-hmm. honoring the people before me, mm-hmm. but just trusting like what God is telling me um, and walking that out boldly. I've always struggled with um, doing things in confidence. Mm-hmm. And so just standing firm in what God has told me. I think that that's Tay. That's authentic. That's me. She's mm-hmm. dope. <laughs> Come on, you better plug it. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that too. Um, just seeing the transition of who you were when mm-hmm. I first met you and who you are now. I mean, even in that short amount of time, it's been what, like a year and a half, mm-hmm. two years now. Like I've seen such a huge transition, even from your Bojangles days. Listen, y'all. I was about to say, can we talk about just the transition Let's first start off from the transition from moving to Allentown to here. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to talk about just your transition from Bojangles to Elevation Church. Listen, 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 listen. It's huge. Bojangles was a season. It was a season. Um, So when I graduated in 2015, I was working at Panera in college. And so I didn't have a job. So I was still working at Panera back at home. Mm -hmm. And so all my skills like, I guess you could say skills that I had were in managing and food. And so I knew the Lord had been telling me to, um, that Charlotte was the place that I should be going to. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I had to find a job where I had skills and it was in food. And so I applied for, to a whole bunch of places. Um, Bojangles just happened to call me when I came to visit. And so I got hired there and they were willing to pay me what I needed to get down here. And so, um, God opened the door. And sometimes we think when God opens the door, it's this big, grand, huge, like, oh, I'm going to be working for this major company. <laughs> right, right. And for me, it was Bojangles that God opened the door for, yeah. which ultimately I'm grateful because it really did humble me because yeah. I had like a mentality like I deserve, especially graduating from Penn State. I'm like, I deserve. Yep, period. I deserve to work a corporate job. I deserve at the time I wanted to go to law school to get into law school, all these things. And I feel like um, that's what God used to honestly humble me and prepare yeah. me for where he was taking me. So... I think it was Michael Todd that said one time, like, um, God honors those who do things in obscurity. Mm-hmm. And so I just yeah. went every day, even though I hated it, Ooh. kept my head down um, and just tried to figure out why God had me there. And as I continue to be faithful to that is when, you know, elevation came across and mm-hmm. God opened that door. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the whole process. <laughs> I mean, one process indeed. Like mm-hmm. like I said, it's just been so cool to watch that journey. And even with you being in seminary school, mm-hmm. that's completely different. Like you don't see a lot of black women mm-hmm. in seminary school. How has that j- journey been for you? Listen, um, like you said, you don't see a lot of black females in seminary school. Um, I have a lot of like mentors, some shout out to Alicia. Uh, she yes. went to seminary school. And so I just had a lot of great examples of women in ministry. So I knew it was something that God was calling me to. Mm-hmm. It's definitely difficult being in classes with older men um, and you being yeah. the only female. Uh, but I like it. I mean, it's yeah. challenging because you learn different things about the Bible mm-hmm. um, that you've never learned, the context and all of it. But it's been a journey, but I'm grateful um, to be to be in it, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting. I remember um, 
your first class of last semester. And I think you were telling me that you walked in and you had on some ones. I had on some J's and oh, ripped. Yeah, yes. I had some ones and some ripped pants. <laughs> and I was like, there was something about me in that moment that I was like, yo, I am probably not the average person. Not at all. Um, That's attending seminary school. Most people had suits on and very like conservative. But right. I'm like, no, this is what a, a believer... There's no standard, like, so I I just walked in it confidently, every class. (laughs) Because, I mean, honestly, before you even told me about it, like, or talked about you being in seminary school, like, I've always just believed, we have this image of, like, an old white man in seminary school, Mm -hmm. like, super old, like, 60, like, in seminary school, but, like, now seeing um, just you doing Mm -hmm. it, I think it's an amazing representation for other people to say, hey, I can do this too. Right. And it makes me just think about, like, um, just representation, period. Mm -hmm. Um, being a second grade teacher, um, there are a lot of different things, like a lot of different visuals as far as books, as far as videos that we try to put in front of our students to say, hey, you can do this too. If you want to be a doctor, cool. If you want to be a seminary student, if you want to be a pastor, cool. If you want to, I don't know, own your own food truck, like you have so many possibilities, but it's important to have that visibility so people can see that. And so... Shout out to you, for real. That's, thank you, thank you. That is huge. Now, has there been any pushback in your life as far as you changing and cultivating this idea of just being you and standing in your truth, like from your family, friends? Um, I don't think it's been any crazy pushback. I mean, at first, I felt like I didn't get the response um, from my parents that I wanted, but I think mm-hmm. it was deeper rooted because I struggled with wanting the approval of people. And so I think the only pushback that got in my way was my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and me str- Yeah, me struggling yeah. with, I have to have approval from mom and dad. I have to have approval from nanny or friends. And mm-hmm. when you're walking in your calling, ultimately, you're, you know, you're going to have, they say it takes a village. You're going to have your village, but... Yeah. It has to be you and God. And so I think the only pushback is me getting in the way of what God is telling me. And I think that's that's most of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's so easy to to get distracted by the culture, by Mm -hmm. social media and to say, okay, well, this life looks nice. This life looks cool. You know, they're out here on Instagram. I mean, just being a content creator and making millions of dollars and it makes you doubt like okay am I really supposed to be doing this am I really supposed to be teaching little kids am I you know um so I think it's amazing that you're like you know what I can't get in my own way because this is what I feel like God is calling me to do so I'm going to stand steadfast into that so my question now is what now um what is the mission now um as far as identity and spreading that to other people I think the mission now stays the same that every young adult that I encounter, um, whether they're walking into the building at Elevation University City on a Sunday or whether I'm at Starbucks getting a coffee, Mm. um, to always um, be intentional about having conversations with people about who God has called them to be. I think one of the first things I ask people is, what do you feel like your purpose is? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so for me, that's the mission for right now. Yeah. To always be intentional about the conversations that I have with people um, everywhere I go. Um, That there is a God. He does exist. And um, he has a purpose for your life. And that's good. I mean, I think just the intentionality piece, like that's one thing that I always try to live by, just being super intentional with people Mm -hmm. because you don't know what type of conversation um, 
can spark something in their life? What kind of inspiration, what type of um, just anything that might help them out? for people um, that are questioning their identity? Okay, I think one thing that I've learned from my pastor back at home is you have to have three people in your life. Mm -hmm. You have to have someone who's a little bit further along Mm -hmm. who can pour into you. That's good. You have to have a by any means necessary friend, which Mm -hmm. is us. That's on the same (laughs) level, um, same journey that can understand where you're at right now. And then you have to have someone under you that you are pouring into. Um, So I think when you're trying to find your identity, if you have those three people around you, um, you'll be able to walk out who God has called you to be. I think community is most important. Yes, Like you have to have the right people around you. And college is a perfect example of that because when we were in college, we were just doing whatever because everyone was doing it. Living our best lives, okay? Yeah, we and thought. now it's like if you got the right people around you who are trying to move forward and trying to grow closer to God, mm-hmm. um, you're going to want to do the same thing. And so I right. think it's just having the right people around you and being yeah. super, super duper intentional with that. Yeah, it's the accountability for me, yes. honestly. Yes, period. Because the people that are a little bit ahead of you, they're going to, like you said, they're pouring into you and they're going to remind you, okay, stay on track, say, you know, What's the goal? What's the purpose? The The person that's running the race with you, they can continue to motivate you. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if the goal is to be the best versions of ourselves, how do we do that every single day? How can we keep walking that out? Um, so it's just the accountability because I think on a journey like this of self-discovery and understanding your identity, it is so super important that you have the people that's going to ride for you. Yeah, you got to have the right tribe. <laughs> no matter what. Now, before we end, I want you to answer this. What is one thing that you want to teach your mom from being on this side of understanding your identity? I think one thing I would want to teach my mom is that God has created you uniquely you Mm -hmm. um, and to just walk that out. We all have a purpose. All of our purposes look different. And so what he's put in you was just for you. And so you may be super quirky, you may be super funny, um, but that's what God put in you for a reason. And so be brave, be confident, and leap anyway. Leap, Froggy, leap. Yeah. Come on, I know you got that tatted. I sure do, I sure do. (laughs) But I I think that is just so amazing just because so many people, I included, myself included, are so afraid to leap. And just taking that leap It's just saying, okay, I have the confidence to know that if I leap, God is going to catch me on the other side. Yeah. And that there is a plan that is much greater than I can understand, but I just have to move. I have to be intentional about moving. Yes. But Tay, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out to be on my podcast. Listen, it was an honor. I get to be the first guest, period. Listen, <laughs> you set the bar high. <laughs> now, before we go, can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Listen, y'all can follow me on IG. It's underscore I 
am Tay with three Y's Tay. underscore. And from there in my bio is my She's Dope's Instagram. Um, so yeah, follow me y'all. And if you're ever in the Charlotte area, you know the vibes. You Come know on. the vibes. <laughs> you better pull up on her, okay? Pull up. <laughs> pull up at Elevation Church University City. Hey, hey. And say, hey, I heard you on what your mama never told you, okay? <laughs> she will be glad to talk to you. Friends, thank you so much for listening to another episode of What Your Mama Never Told You. Be sure to follow us on Instagram so you don't miss any new content at What Your Mama Never Told You to stay in touch. We'll be seeing you soon.